Hi, Ruth Judy here with Masechet of Bodezer, Perakimul Mishnah Zion, dedicated towards the merit of Rafur Shlema for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mendel. This Mishnah picks up on the idea of the prior Mishnah about different forms of houses for idolatry, idolatrous houses, temples, etc., what they can be like, but it also gives us some very important ground rules for how we relate to idolatrous items. When are they considered to be forbidden to benefit from, and for how long? So, there are three kinds of houses. If a building, a structure was built for to be an idolatrous temple, it is forbidden. It's actually forbidden even before it goes into use. If it's being built as an idolatrous temple and no idols have been yet been moved in, it's already forbidden. The materials are forbidden and they're always forbidden. However, let's say one took an already existing apartment or house or building and then plastered it or renovated it or did some you know, some new things to it, made some nice things for it in order to make it now a, uh, a, an, a quote unquote appropriate temple for this pagan faith. So, no tell If you remove that which has been added to it, meaning you take down the plate, you take down the, I don't know, the frescoes, take down the, uh, the new work that was done on it in honor of idolatry. At that point, once you've taken it down, you can go back to using it. This is very relevant. If a, if a Jew buys a building uh, and wants to be able to live in it as an apartment, wants to be able to make a shul out of it, I, I don't know, you know, wants to make a business there, do you have to worry about what was in there beforehand? Well, if there are things that were done, if it wasn't originally built as an idolatrous building, but rather it was a regular building that someone converted into an idolatrous temple, you can unconvert it by taking out the new things. Let's say the building was not built for idolatry. It wasn't even renovated for idolatry. It was just an apartment. It was just a building. And all they did was bring in an idol. Then just when the idol goes out, the building is okay again because nothing was actually done to impact the building. It wasn't built for idolatry. It wasn't changed for idolatry. Now, the same pattern is going to come up with rocks. There are three kinds of rocks. Asura, a rock which was originally hewn out of the hillside, out of the quarry, in order to be a stand for idolatry. That's why they did it, was to be like a pedestal of sorts. That's forbidden. Even though no idol has been put on it already, it's already designated for that purpose, and it's forbidden forever. If it's been, it was a regular rock. But then somebody found the rock and they started plastering it and you know doing things to it to make it nice to be a good basis for avodazara for idolatry. Then no tomashachidish, you just take off that which is put onto it. So scrape off the plaster, it goes back to being a rock. If it's just a rock and all they did was just put an idol on it, so they take the idol off. It's just a rock, no problem. Shlosh asherotain. Now there's three kinds of idolatrous trees, all the same pattern. A tree that was planted for idolatrous purposes. Somebody says, I'm going to plant a tree here and I'm going to worship this tree. Or I'm going to make it idolatrous tree. We'll see what that is in a moment, actually. Um, so I'm planting it for that purpose. This tree is forever forbidden. Let's say one took a tree that was already an extant tree, but trimmed it and played with it and did certain things and you know swapped it out, either grafting on, but it could even just be like trimming it and then saying, ah, all that grows now will be what I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship the new growth. No, so much. Get rid of the changes. So get rid of anything added to the tree. Get rid of the new branches that grew after it was trimmed in order to grow and worship. Get rid of those. And then the tree goes, the rest of the tree goes back to being fine. If the tree is just happens to be there and they placed an idol, an idol or did some idolatry under the tree, then 
then it's fine. If the, if the idolatry has been taken away and bitla, especially if it's been um, nullified, you know, so we no longer consider this an idolatry, we've gotten rid of it, it's been destroyed, it's been ground up, whatever, haraz and mutter. The tree is now fine. But now we ask a fundamental question that we related to, or we, we referenced in an earlier Mishnah, Ezuhi Ashera, what is considered an Ashera tree, this idolatrous tree? So, kol sheyesh the Tanakhama says any tree under which there is idolatry, meaning the tree may just be the cover, the tree may just be the shade, the tree may just be the location, but if there's idolatry under it, in the meantime, this tree is an Asherah and you can't benefit from it. So there's an idol under one side of the tree, you can't pick fruit on the other side and enjoy it or sit in the shade. Shuman says, no, 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 no. It's not just that it's the housing or it's the spot of a Vodazara, it's actually a tree that one worships the idol underneath the tree. It's um, so I said that one worships the tree called Ota. One worships the actual tree itself. It happened once in Sidon. There was a tree that people used to bow to and worship, seemingly. But what they found was that under the tree there was a there was a there was a mound. So so what's with Amalhem of Shimon? So Shimon said, Well, I'm telling you, I really don't think that they worship the trees, I think they worship an idol. Go check the mound. They looked at the mound and lo and behold, there was a little idol in the mound. So Shimon said exactly his position that since they were really worshipping with the idol and not the tree, the tree can be permitted once you get rid of the idol. Whereas the Tanakhama would say no, if uh, as long as it was uh, under it was an Avodah Zarah, the, the tree is not, uh, is not permitted.